Hey, this is Sharon Trivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you about the concepts that define us. Aren't there words that you use, maybe to your children, maybe to your partners, maybe to your clients, maybe to yourself, that you may not be sure exactly what they mean? We talk about growth and culture and integrity and confidence and mediocrity and complacency. And if I asked you, what do they mean? Will you be able to define exactly what they mean? It doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be clear. It just has to be concise. It just has to be focused because the limits of our language are the limits of our world. In this episode, I break down for you my 13 concepts that define me, that define my thinking, that define how I approach the world. And I wanted to share those with you because I thought that they would help you as well. This is a no fluff, direct to meet everything episode and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Trivata, and welcome to Business School. I want to start this episode with a quote that uh, changed my life forever, and I hope this will change yours too. And the quote is this, the limits of your language are the limits of your world. I say it again, the limits of your language are the limits of your world. And we use words very flippantly. We use words very casually without understanding and really truly thinking about the definitions around those things. The reason is different words have different triggers and connotations to people. And it is our responsibility to have a deep understanding and definition of those words so that we can use them intentionally and caringly and so specifically to get to the goals and the dreams and the desires that we want. We throw around words like growth and culture and character and integrity and mediocrity and confidence and learning and complacency. But if I ask somebody, define complacency. If I ask somebody, define average. If I ask somebody, define patience. No one will be able to do that. They will struggle. And the fact that we struggle tells me that we've not thought about the concepts that define us. That is the title of this episode, which is the concepts that define us. When we know the definition of the words that we're using, and we can share that definition with others to illuminate them, to give them insight into our thinking, it dramatically changes how we live, how we love, and how we feel. So what I'm going to do over the next few minutes is to take you through a few key definitions that I've written down for myself. I actually have this uh, whenever I hear a great definition of something or I can, or I'm finding that it's a trigger word, I want to define it for myself because I know that when I define it for myself, I know whether I'm achieving it or not. So I have 13 definitions that I want to share with you. And I hope that one of these connect with you. One of these empower you. One of these inspire you to either use it the same way I did, or maybe you come up with your own. Maybe you don't like a word or a phrase or a trigger and you want to redefine it for yourself because when you do, you really come up with the understanding that the limits of your language are the limits of your world. So let me, in a different kind of format today, let me jump in and share with you the concepts that define us, the 13 interesting concepts that I wrote down that will allow you to have a significantly better life just by defining things better. So let's get right into it. First, we use growth a lot. And a lot of times when someone tells me, I just want to grow my business, I'm like, well, what does that mean? 
hey, I just want to have some personal growth. Well, what does that mean? So let me define growth the way I defined it for myself. Growth is the intentional improvement of a specific metric. I'll say it again. Growth is the intentional improvement of a specific metric. So when someone asks me, hey, Sharon, I want to grow, I was like, okay, what do you want to grow? Well, I want to grow my revenue? Great. So that is a specific metric. We're now talking about how to grow revenue. If I want to grow the number of team members, I say, great. Now we, the intentional improvement of a specific metric, which is a team member. If you want to grow net profit, you say, awesome. That is an intentional improvement of a specific metric. Personal growth is really hard because if you say, oh, I just want to invest in my personal growth. Well, what is growth? It's the intentional improvement of a specific metric. What metric are you trying to improve? Because if you don't have that in mind, you don't see growth and progress and it's very, very difficult. So number one, growth is intentional improvement of a specific metric. Number two, scale. What is scale? I love when people say, oh, I just want to scale my business. And I'm like, you have no idea what that means. So a lot of times I'll just say scale. Oh, what do you mean by scale? Well, you know, I want to grow my business. I'm like, okay, so is it growth or scale? So did you see that we have unintentionally, we misuse words because now when I tell somebody, you just told me you wanted to scale your business. And I said, what does that mean? And now you're telling me you want to grow it. Well, what is it? Right? So we have to have, because now scale for me is a different definition than scale for you is a different definition than scale for Jenny is a different definition than the scale for Jimmy. So what is scale? To me, scale is predictable and repeatable growth. Scale is predictable and repeatable growth. So now if I want to grow my top line business, which is growth is intentional improvement of a specific metric, I know that scale is I need to find a formula where I can predictably and repeatably grow that metric. Then I've achieved scale. Otherwise, it's just promoted by a series of activities that I can't really control or work through, right? Which is, which is the interesting part. So scale is predictable and repeatable growth. Third, culture. There can't be a more fluffy word thrown around all the time. And I've been thinking a lot about this over the years as our company is growing to tens of thousands of real estate agents around, the, around North America. I think a lot about culture because people say, oh, I'm choosing to come to work with you because of the culture. I can feel the culture. The culture is palpable. Well, what is culture? And then people say, well, culture is a feeling. Culture is something that on how they talk about you behind closed doors. Well, that's interesting, but it doesn't allow me to do something with that word. So I wrote down a definition of culture for myself, right? Culture is alignment and belonging to a platform of possibilities. I'll say that again. Culture is alignment and belonging to a platform of possibilities. So let's break that down. Alignment. Alignment makes you feel supported. Belonging, belonging makes you want to contribute. And a platform of possibilities, which essentially is growth, makes you want to evangelize. That's what culture is. Culture is alignment, which makes you feel supported. Belonging makes you want to contribute to a platform of possibilities. What's a platform of possibilities? It's, these are Lego blocks. I, the, the, the reason I am connected to the culture of an organization doesn't mean that you are connected the same way. I feel a platform of possibilities. I feel a way in which I can grow for the future. And that is super important. That makes you want to evangelize, right? Which is extremely, extremely powerful. Number four is character. We talk about character often and um, char what is character? Character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. That's what I came up with. Character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. And every time I think about or, or force myself to think about something in a very specific way, I think about character. Character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. 
Number five, integrity. What is integrity? Every time we talk about integrity, it is always doing the hard thing, right? Integrity is never in question when the thing to do is easy. Integrity is only difficult when the thing to do is hard. So uh, I thought a lot about this and I was like, well, okay, well, what does integrity mean to me? Integrity is only at play when you're, you always do, the, when integrity is easy, you and I always do the easy thing. But do you and I always do the integrity when it's hard? No, it's hard, right? So integrity is courage over comfort. To me, integrity is courage over comfort. So I know that I have to find courage to do the hard thing when it's not comfortable. So let me give you the first five. Growth is intentional improvement of a specific, specific metric. Two, scale is predictable and repeatable growth. Three, culture. Culture is alignment and belonging to a platform of possibilities. Four, culture. Culture is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. Five, integrity. Integrity is courage over comfort. Let me give you number six. Um, this is a fun one that I want to throw in, and this is not really a definition for me, but I really thought I wanted to kind of break this up for you. And time. How do you define time? And I thought about a lot of different definitions, and I read this quote somewhere, and this is not mine. And um, I want to, this is what I'm going with right now, because it, it's not a definition, it is a construct. Time is a game played beautifully by children. Time is a game played beautifully by children. And man, that, that's, that's just, that's um, lit up so many possibilities for me. And whenever I think about time, I think, huh, how would my daughter Lara work through time? How would my son Neil work through time? Time is a game played beautifully by children. All right, here's number seven, average. When we use the word average, what, in, what, what does that mean? I, want, I wanted a way to say, hmm, average, average is medium, average is mediocre. No, I want, a, I want a very specific definition for it, and I wanted a Jeff definition that would drive me to become better. And I found this one, which is average is punishment for the weak. That's got to hit you hard. Average is punishment for the weak. That, when I read that over and over again, I realize, wow, I need to do better. I need to be better because average is punishment for the weak. Number eight, what is patience? I, I really, this is, this, I need to get tighter on this one, but I like this. This is, uh, when I tell myself what patience is, I really wanted to come up with a definition for myself that would inspire me and force me to stay the course. And this is what I wrote down. Patience is relentless obsession over future success while being sincerely grateful for today's progress. Let's say that again. Patience is relent to relentlessly obsess over your future success while being sincerely grateful for today's progress. I want to have this vision for the future where I'm looking at that big goal or that big aspiration that I want, but at the same time, I need to be grateful for today's progress. And we all know that we cannot be grateful for that which we, that which we feel entitled to. We know that. So relentless, relentless obsession over future success while being sincerely grateful for today's progress. To me, I keep thinking about that. Hey, Sharon, you need to have more patience. Well, what does that mean? Do I need to wait longer? No. I need to relentlessly obsess over my future success while being sincerely grateful for today's progress. That's number eight, patience. Here's number nine. Uh, Coach Michael Burt actually shared this with me. Super cool. He says about confidence. Confidence is the memory of success. Confidence is the memory of success. It is impossible for you to suddenly start to feel confident, right? The way you feel confident comes from a memory of success. That memory of success can be mechanical, like you role play, so you feel confident in the things that you say. 
that memory of confidence, that memory of success can come from the things that you've done in the past that is experienced. That's cool. That memory of success can come from your thinking and your writing and your feelings because you've lived those in your head and in your heart, but maybe not in life. It doesn't matter because confidence is the memory of success. I am confident that I can share all of this with you because I've thought about this and written it down and created an artifact around it. I'm, I'm reading from my notes because I want to make sure these definitions are on point because our language are the limits of our world. Confidence is the memory of success. Number 10, learning. A great definition by Alex Ramosi. He says, same situation, different behavior. You behave differently the next time you're in the same situation. So let's say you end up yelling uh, when you get triggered by something, but you learn that you shouldn't do that. And the next time you get triggered, instead of yelling, you handle it differently. That's great because you now have same situation, different behavior. You learned. Learning is same situation, different behavior. What I'm looking for, so like when I'm talking to real estate agents or mortgage brokers, I'm like, hey, this is what you should do when you should send out your deal of the week. They know that they should do that. But when they don't do that, I know that they didn't learn because they've seen these same situations over and over again and they say this and they do the same dumb things. Learning, same situation, different behavior. I'll go through these last five one more time for you. Time, time is a game played beautifully by children. Average, average is the punishment for the week. Patience, patience is a relentless obsession over future success while being sincerely grateful for today's progress. Nine, confidence is the memory of success. 10, learning, same situation, different behavior. I got three more for you. Which, is, uh, which are framing, complacency, and mediocrity. I talk a lot about framing, which is to create a new environment for clients to work with you or when you're talking to people. It's got nothing to do with scripting. Framing is something completely different. I've been thinking a lot about what framing is and how to define framing for you. To me, framing is a container of context. Framing is a container of context. So if I'm going to be in an appointment and I'm telling you that, hey, over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about how we actually market this thing and you know that over the next few minutes, I've given you some context. I've given you a container of context for the next few minutes. If you start to talk about pricing or you start to talk about logistics during that time, you have broken frame. You've gotten out of the container of context. So framing is a container of context. The number one thing that you can do is to reframe yourself, reframe your life, reframe your clients, reframe your thinking, because when you can reframe it, you give people a new container of context that you can speak into. And number 12, complacency. Coach Michael Broad shared this earlier. It's a great definition. He says, complacency is when you gradually settle to a place of mediocrity. Imagine that. That hit me so hard. Complacency is when you gradually settle to a place of mediocrity. Imagine that. Gradually settle to a place of mediocrity. It doesn't happen overnight, but you're complacent. So you gradually settle to a place of mediocrity. So sad, right? But important for us to know that. But that brings me to the number 13, which is lucky 13, the last one which is, well, then what in the world is mediocrity? I thought a lot about this definition. I searched the definition around, and then I realized this. Mediocrity is working hard to get halfway up the mountain. Mediocrity is working hard to get halfway up the mountain. And none of us want to work hard to get halfway up the mountain. I want to read all of these quickly to you, or very quickly. So, number one, growth is intentional improvement of a specific metric. Number two, scale is predictable and repeatable growth. Number three, Culture is alignment and belonging to a platform of possibilities. Number four, character is how you treat those who can do nothing for you. Number five, integrity is courage over comfort. Number six, time is a game played beautifully by children. Number seven, average is the punishment for the weak. Number eight, patience. Patient is a relentless obsession over future success 
while being sincerely grateful for today's progress. Number nine, confidence is the memory of success. Number 10, learning, same situation, different behavior. Number 11, framing. Framing is a container of context. Number 12, complacency. This is where you gradually settle to a place of mediocrity. And number 13, mediocrity is working really hard to get halfway up the mountain. These are a few of the concepts that define us. I hope this was helpful to you. I don't know if this was, but I wanted to kind of share the building blocks of my thinking so that it may be helpful to you. You can, you, if you probably use a word or a phrase in your life, I would offer you to define that. And then the next time you utilize it, say, hey, you know, our job today is to really develop confidence. What is confidence? Confidence is the memory of success. That's why we're going to role play today. Because when you have the role play and we do it right, we get the confidence and to do whatever we need to do because confidence is the memory of success. Now you give people a, 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 that's also a frame, right? You give people a container of context. They realize why we're doing the thing that we're doing. All of these are intertwined because the limits of our language are the limits of our world. I hope this is helpful to you. I know you're not going to like or subscribe or share, et cetera. But what I would really appreciate is if you like this, just to take a screenshot and tag me on social. That way I know that you like this and I can make more like this for you. I can help you think through more concepts like this because a lot of this is me pulling out things that I already do that is in my vault of thinking to share with you. So that was my intention for doing this today. I hope this is super helpful. These are the concepts that define us and I hope that you can define them better because the limits of our language are the limits of our world. Please uh, take a screenshot and uh, tag me on it and uh, I will catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.